Happy Bitcoin Friday afternoon, freaks. It's your boy Odell here for the second of a Citadel Dispatch doubleheader on this Bitcoin Friday. I am fortunate enough to be joined by previous guest of the pod and good friend, Rockstar Dev. How's it going, Rockstar? Always amazing when we're together, Matt, so always amazing it's been a big week it has been i mean we've been on panel together then a workshop on privacy and the funeral tomorrow you really have this bitcoin part going with events so the funeral that rockstar is talking about is he is ending this nim he's ending this identity tomorrow um, and I'm going to have the honor of conducting the funeral. Is that is that the word? Yeah, leading the funeral, really, yeah. with your beautiful voice. And I can't wait for the eulogy. You don't want to share any details of the eulogy yet. Very good eulogy. Well, I hope so. Um, no, I don't want to build it up too much. It's my first. It's my first eulogy. I've never given one before. Oh, so I'm for, I'm your first, nice. Yeah, and you're going to actually be listening to it, which is like, it adds extra pressure. Well, I'm telling you, I'm still hoping you jump into casket with me. There, no shot, not going to happen. <laughs> okay. It's important to set expectations correctly. Um. So last time you were on the show, when was the last time you were on Dispatch? No, that's a hard question. I guess it's been... Like if four I was, months. If I was Stefan, I would already have that information available, but I really do not know. I don't know. You're you're good with episodes. I, I love how you have those favorite episodes and someone mentions some topic and you're immediately like episode forty three. Well forty three is the yeah, it's for a, beginners episode. That's an important one to remember. Yeah. Shout out to Q and A for helping with that. Shout out to him. I hope uh, you like how Matt and me have delivered with those uh Stamps. We have whole Miami with no KYConly.com stamp. That was a good one. So yeah. Yeah, I think he uh he was happy about that. We argued about that on air. Oh, which episode is that? Oh, I guess we didn't argue like when we didn't argue about it. We talked about it. we planned that out, me and you planned that out together on air. Oh, I thought you were talking with him. Yeah, yeah, we planned it and we delivered. I mean we we even were were planning when the conference was happening. You're like overwhelmed, running open source stage. And I'm like Matt. He, we have this like organizer lady here that's like, oh guys, you can't be st stamping dollar bills. Like, <laughs> and I'm like Matt, help us out. And Matt's like, Matt, which like, hashtags should we use? I was like, I don't know who those I don't know who those people are. Yeah. Um, we have uh, com. Commuter in the comments saying, I'm listening to the pod from a few hours ago, and now there's another live one. LOL, relax. No, no, no. We can't do that. Sorry, man. When <laughs> when Rockstar is in the house, we keep going hard. And uh, hopefully, he's, he's when by the time he hears this, he'll be listening to it on the podcast app in like a couple days. So, but shout out to him. Well, yeah. If, if he doesn't want to be a rock star, then okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, my new strategy with Dispatch is um, when I have when I have 
good people in the area or I'm near them and I can do in-person conversations. I'm going to pump them out. And, uh, when I don't, I'm not going to waste my time or everyone else's time by just putting out episodes. Um, and I don't like sitting on episodes because yeah. I feel like they age horribly. And I like the live format because then we have our fantastic, all the freaks come and join us in the live chat. And Yeah. And we were talking about this yesterday at the bar that, uh, yeah, it's, it's really interesting format because some conversations can happen only in, you know, certain point of time. Right. So this whole thing with my funeral under quotation marks, it gets tomorrow. This so. is literally the last possible opportunity to interview a rock star. Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm telling you, I do wish I structured it a little bit better because I, I did make some commitments after the funeral, but now I'm going for cameos, right? That's how it's called. So everyone is now asking for bit block boom, like who is Rockstar being there? And I just want to announce on your pod that it will be Gary Leland. He's going to shave his head and be Rockstar. So <laughs> that's who, who is attending and presenting BTC Pay Server Workshop with Britt. It's going to be Gary Leland? Yeah, my nephew, I my oldest Gary. nephew. He's a good dude. Uh, amazing dude. Um, so I guess let's start with, you know, um, I really want to start with what I was, you know, I can't stop thinking about today. And so I'd rather just have a conversation about it in the beginning, um, which is this whole situation with tornado cash. Um, the U S treasury sanctioned the smart contract. Uh, they got pulled from GitHub in Fura and alchemy, like the hosted Ethereum node providers have. Uh, block them so if users aren't using their own node they can't access the smart contract um about 15 percent of the liquidity in there it was like 60 million dollars or something like that has been withdrawn since the sanctions happened some famous people got dusted what else is there wrapped bitcoin and usdc got frozen and one of the 29 year old developers got arrested in the netherlands today Yep. A lot of lot of lot of things to unpack there. I'm just curious. I mean, you're obviously um you're everybody's uncle. You've been around for a minute. I'm curious on your perspective here. I mean Yeah, it is something that I've been thinking about even like uh, as I was starting to contribute to BTC based server. Because I don't know uh how many people remember everything that happened through the history of btc pay server but uh these comments are great sorry yeah, i need to marty always read. gets mad at me when i read the comments when we're live but nah, no, no, it's all about as you say it happens in the moment look at what sf said can't stay long got family over right now just checking in to say hi and all caps thank you rockstar dev great work killing it since you've been around good stuff thank you sf uh yeah uh for me, I've been thinking about this, yeah, as, as I was even starting to contribute to BTC Pay Server. And uh, there were quite a few moments where um, you had situations where it's quite obvious that, it, I mean, this is coming. Uh, 
as we proceed with separating money and state, it's insane to think that state will not fight fight back in some form. And uh, we're still not at the stage where it's really direct conflict, but it's obviously indirect uh, because this this whole move to place uh, <laughs> smart contracts like on the OFAC list and then like there must have been someone in that decision process who was like, how will we even enforce this? Like, like we, there is no robust, there is no fair way to enforce the regulation. So like what, yeah, what are we doing here? And uh, to me, like I've been thinking about that from the perspective of contributing to open source and BTC pay server because it's, it's the same thing. It's like, hey, someone was running BTC pay server instance was accepting funds uh, for some kind of criminal activity or something. Yeah. Something that's designated as a criminal activity in a local, you know, regulatory region. And now like, Oh, you know, you created code that allows that. Okay. It's your fault. Um, Yeah. The slope gets really slippery if you start. It app if, if you start going after developers for the code they write. Yeah, and and again, like I don't know how many people remember, but I, I distinctly remember the moment where it's like, okay, it's great that I'm at least a name. Well, although yeah, I'm not so good on on this name, which is one of the reasons why it's yeah getting killed. But it's like good timing. On yeah, screen. it is. But or maybe like a year ago would have been good timing. Well, no, I think I think it's still ahead of the curve because <laughs> do you remember when BTC Pay Server was highlighted on Alex Jones? Uh, no, I don't remember that. Well, when was that? What's what's the name of that defense decentralized like Cody? Court? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went on Alex Jones and then shilled BTC Pay Server. Right, so, I do remember that. Yeah, and. When I saw that on mainstream media, like it was like, oh, they were accepting Bitcoin to yeah. print guns. I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> great that I'm at least here comes the, the hornet nest. Yeah, here comes the hornet nest. And only later do I learn it's, I'm going to dox you, but it's, it's, a, it's a Bitstein. He was, he had his strategy general hands in all of that, but of course, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, BTC Pay is perfect for that. Hey, BTC Pay is perfect as as a part of your, you know, sovereignty stack. And uh, again, it It allows anyone to accept money anywhere in the world without permission. Yeah. And if you're really at the point where you need to do all this crazy stuff with controlling money flows, you need to stop and start to think like, why am I in this position? Like, why am I forced track money movements on the level that that's like even even today like like something is wrong with the system like let's go a few steps back and see what is wrong instead of like what will they do now that where famous people got dusted like will will they arrest brian armstrong well, the thing is, is know, like or, brian can't prove that he didn't yeah withdraw the tornado cash himself exactly so and like, i mean like the first one's like a little bit uh, like whoever did the first dusting, like dusted point one to like a lot of celebrities pretty much at the same time. But like, if they just kept, 
if if that just keeps happening over and over again at different amounts, different days, different stuff like that, then all of a sudden it gets really, really messy. Part of the thing that I'm, I mean, you mentioned uh, like how, how is it possible to like enforce this stuff? And like enforcement is obviously, is obviously difficult. Um, but like one of the reasons, one of the main parts of sanctions is like this chilling effect that sanctions do because it's such a, um, it's such a high penalty environment and it's so it's a lot of it's very vague. So people are scared. Uh, I even, we are like the way we're saying our words, we're like watching ourselves on our words. And like, I just want to be clear, like everyone should follow their local laws and not, not evade sanctions. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, there's this chilling effect. And I, Part of me wonders, like, if they were just chilling there in the U.S. Treasury or the Biden administration, there's some rumors that, like, the directive came directly from the Biden administration. If it was like, hey, like, all these so-called, you know, DeFi projects and stuff are, like, all super interconnected. Um, and a lot of them have, like, central choke points and stuff. Let's let's just sanction this address. Let's just sanction this contract address and just see what hell breaks loose. Because, like, a lo- uh, it's not... Now all the different services are trying to cover their ass, right? And kind of watch how it all unfolds. Like maybe someone was just, you know. Yeah, but it's an exploratory thing. Yeah, but if if they're really exploring in that direction, I mean, it's pretty <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> it, no, it's really fucked up. Yeah. Um, but I, it kind of to me felt like uh, a fact finding kind of thing. Like let's see what happens. Um, like tip of the spear, kind of. It was a very easy thing for them to do. They literally just updated a blog post with like the contract address and then they like press send tweet and then they like go to bed and they're like, let's see what happens in the morning. Yeah. But I mean, if you have any any semblance of a reasonable person, like the idea that you can do that is maybe not when you wake up the next day, but the next, next day, when you wake up, you need to start thinking, okay, like, is is this really how systems should operate? Like that that you need to uh, that you need to arrest a developer in Netherlands who's like contributing to open source project on GitHub. And do you really want to live in a world where like someone <laughs> updates their blog post? Like that's that's a great way. It's literally all they did was up update their blog post. Yeah, and, and now you have thousands of people around the world covering their ass. I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to live in that system. It's just just stupid. Uh, like, I what want to live do. in a system. That's the system we live in. Well, yeah. Well, we, we keep building towards a better system because in this one, it's a, like, what, did you even solve the problem? Like that, that that's my point. Did you like solve the problem or you, you have covered your own ass? Like I, I don't see that it's just a bunch of people scrambling to cover their own ass after the blog post update is basically Yeah. And and even like that blog post update, it's a question, is it covering someone else's ass? You know? What do you mean? Well, there there have been recent hires that are like cybersecurity. Uh, initiatives and, and they need all to that like stuff. prove that yeah it's something. like yeah so it's like oh i'm doing my job yeah well by doing like your... it's not really stopping criminals from doing anything it's just hurting law-abiding people just it, 
it's, people that, it, that it's care. even wasting the resources of a law abiding people and then like criminals themselves like okay yeah it's 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 higher chaos environment in which it's easier to operate because you have better structure better system like it's not you getting arrested it's now the whole narrative is is not about okay let's look into what's actual crime that's happening here and let's see too if someone is doing something really wrong let's bring them to justice like we're talking here about oh like developer got arrested should github do this should like conversation is in a completely different arena and yeah it's like waste of resources it's a massive waste of resources and it, i i really don't think it deters most criminals like they're still um are able to do whatever the fuck they want for the most yeah. part yep yep so I don't know. I just feel bad for for that dev that got arrested. So, and what I tweeted recently about this, it's just like this is coming, and this is this why was expected. Yeah, this is why. Like, I, I tweeted like, if you haven't even an ounce of technical skill, like get prepared because simply it will be, as time goes on, it will be more and more attractive to control developers in a sense that code that you now publish has such a big impact. That you have a lot of value all of a sudden. And you have a lot of value and like controlling uh, your code and uh, your impact like brings brings even more value. So basically, yeah, like the, the first, the first uh, front line that I see as, as we continue this down this path of separating money and state, it will be like, that's how they're going to target. They're going to target developers and code repositories and be like, okay, uh, Sarah tweeted today, that was funny, like <laughs> Satoshi Nakamoto arrested for inventing Bitcoin and facilitating money laundering, you know? I mean, this is equivalent to like putting Bitcoin on the sanctions list or putting uh, Ethereum on the sanctions list, saying that whole project is facilitating crime. Yeah. And no one can use it. It's going in that direction. Who develops and maintains it is is liable for that. Yeah. Even though the precedent, at least in America, is that code of speech and protected. Yeah, well we will see soon enough. I mean it, it seems like another It is one of those things that's like it could get struck down by courts. But if it takes like two or three years, the chilling effect is already done. They learned a lot from how the systems work by causing chaos. So like even though like the check is there, it doesn't really help that much in the short term, right? Yeah, but the way that I look at it is it's just it will go down the path of proof of work, man. We need we need to put in the work because if you really believe in separating money and state and you really have ability, like, it's obvious to you and me like why that is a good thing. Like, okay, do we really believe in it or not? Okay, we do. Then it's whatever it takes, man. It's uh, they, they put Bitcoin core repository on a, 
what it is like sanctions list or they like you're contributing to bitcoin you you're facilitating money laundering okay you need to fight you need to show that it's a wrong approach and do you what do you, it's store yeah do you think that the priorities of most bitcoin stakeholders like are do you do you think we are prepared for what comes next are you troubled at all by the reactions over the last week of with all this stuff going on or do you think we're in a good place as an ecosystem i don't know how to phrase the question but yeah yeah i, I get what you're saying like especially Giacomo was presenting all those different camps in Bitcoin. Right. right? Like speculators, technologists. Yeah, in Vegas, right? He did that. Yeah, yeah, unconfiscatable. You can Google, watch the YouTube, Google the, the video. But I, I actually think we are, man, in, in a sense that everyone, <laughs> there are so many competing conversations and then some conversations are like, oh, Bitcoin maxis, uniformity right. of thought this and that but then it's a there are questions of like let's kick kick out commies out of bitcoin you know that there are people that are more like collectivistically minded and i always when those conversations start popping up i always remember uh, we are all satoshi video you you know that that like i'm i'm in that video as well and whenever i watch that video i think it's so beautiful when uh when you see how we come from all walks of life and like all different identities and uh, people with, with, you know, different values are still unified by Bitcoin. Right. So, okay, you know, maybe I don't agree with the sailor that we should assault Ethereum as a security or whatnot, but <laughs> okay, someone has that viewpoint and uh, yeah, or Corey, like okay, they that's their viewpoint. Bitcoin is for enemies. It doesn't matter. You don't have to agree with all Bitcoiners. Yeah, definitely. And it's like okay, we we have that viewpoint represented. Like that's actually what everyone is trying. Like people are trying for that diversity. Well, it's really diversity of thought and viewpoint. And for Bitcoiners, it comes so effortlessly. It's not even like it's crazy. So, but just to go back, I mean, you said that developers should prepare accordingly yep are are most of the good developers in the space prepared accordingly and what should what do they need to do to prepare well i would say we are actually pretty good prepared i mean we're involved with all these at this point <laughs> there are grants there are vcs there are investors like we actually have a pretty good network so if any of us gets uh, gets attacked in a, such a way that, you know, you need to go to court and prove your innocence, like I would think there would be a fundraiser, there would be a community support, especially like for myself, I, I actually, yeah, I don't have any fear. May, maybe some developers that are not not as popular but i still like i look at the i look at bitcoin core devs the way they were defended by jack dorsey and uh 
everyone else like represented against Craig Wright. Yeah. That that was great. That was exactly what the doctor ordered. And uh I mean see, we even have like uh fundraisers, we, we have you know for non developers and it's a stressful ordeal, but I felt like where you were going with it is that um that you think more developers should take their own privacy seriously. Sure, that's that's a second part of the of the of the answer where but I, I want to really emphasize this first part because for some of the developers that are super critical for the ecosystem, like it's it's not like they can just create a new name. Right. And then it'd be like, so obvious. Yeah, it will yeah. be yeah, look at the code base and and there needs to be at least some level of uh of doxing and trust in order for collaboration to take part like you can't just accept well it takes time to build a reputation right to re if you have a new identity you have to build the reputation up you need to build reputation up you need to build trust with other developers you're collaborating with otherwise like i don't know there are Rockstar developers that can just join project and but you take could off. you could also like there's I mean there's different levels to the shit right and different trade offs I mean you could do a situation where uh, you create a new identity you create a new NIM um, and then through trusted channels you already have from Rockstar from the previous I, I'm just talking yeah yeah but generalities but... from the previous identity those connections if you already have trusted channels there you tell a few of them you know this is my new but thing and then the greater world you have more insulation from the greater world it's not perfect but you also are able to but that's exactly the trust process or whatever right that's exactly what i'm talking about because that still requires certain level of trust because of once course. once those other developers get subpoenaed and dragged into court and it's like, who is this name? It's like, oh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's whoever. So that's exactly what I'm talking about. At certain level, you just need to provide environment in which collaboration can happen. One interesting thought that comes to mind is maybe we can have a like coin join for developers. Like I, I quit my Rockstar dev name and I just start a new language and new project. And then some other great dev from another project joins BTC Pay server. So we can like mix developers, but yeah, in all seriousness. I mean, that requires a, level, a massive level of trust too, right? Well, no, that one actually is way easier because like I've been coding for over two decades. So if I need to learn a new technology, a new project, it will be easier for me to do it. Plus imagine Bitcoin core developers switching to, I don't know, L&D project. They, they, they can... They have easier time. Like they already have knowledge, but it takes some time to develop. But I think like those trading developers between projects can be interesting. However, if we want to go and expand on this, like developers preparing with their names, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if there is a, if you know there is a piece of uh, free open source software that you will be contributing in the next three years and you haven't started yet, 
Like it's a great time to come up with name that's disconnected from everything. And sure, I mean, you, you can seed it with previous reputation, but it's best if you avoid it. And even in, in Bitcoin Core, we are lucky to have uh, a few devs that are, you know, pretty well set from the privacy standpoint and you know they're not doxxed so uh, yeah we have a lot of those yeah like lately people yeah. are joining so and what's the name of uh, what's the name of the dev that was supported by uh spiral uh, z-man z-man yeah Z -Man. it's got a nim so strong no one <laughs> yeah you can't no even like remember, remember the nim it's like z-man okay now it's z plus a bunch of letters and numbers hey so yeah that that's inspiration and even that uh, he managed to get a grant on a nim is yeah now they said supposedly that they didn't dox him for that grant but one of my concerns for a while has been um you know, Spiral is not a 501c3 tax deductible uh, organization. Yep. Um, so, like, Square doesn't get, or Block isn't getting a tax deduction for those grants. Um, it's basically just essentially facilitating their other business and making the Bitcoin network more robust so it's worth it for them. So, my understanding is they didn't have to dox him to give him that grant. But HRF grants and OpenSats grants, uh, because they're tax deductible, you have to have them fill out a tax document because otherwise you could be getting tax deductible status and just basically taking the money yourself. Um, so my concern is, is, is privacy developers or developers in general wanting, needing the money so badly that they, they essentially dox themselves uh, to the U.S. government and to whatever 501c3 organizations. Yep, it's a valid concern. And we, we should do something about it, like yeah. support more of those grants that are not tax deductible and nothing is free if you want to support privacy of devs. Hey. We also have uh, BitcoinDevilist.com yep. uh, where you can donate directly to developers. Um, with Bitcoin, with no middleman. Um, awesome. And also, what's really cool is, uh, I don't know if you're aware, Rockstar, but when Freaks, uh, when Freaks support Dispatch, they also support a bunch of open source projects directly through the streaming sats on Podcasting 2.0. So like when they stream sats, also some go to um, Raspi Blitz, Zeus, RoboSats. I know I'm forgetting somebody. RoboSats, Sparrow, and Seed Signer. Let's go. Pretty cool. Yeah. No middleman. Um. Yeah. So, what do you want to talk about, Rockstar? I got you in the um, studio. Yeah, I'm reading the comments here. Your privacy is as valuable as your freedom. Uh. You have that great hashtag, no privacy, no freedom. It no is, privacy, no freedom, no no, no freedom, no wealth. <laughs> oh, so there is a good more oh. on to the end now. So now you're connecting it. Um, no, I, I... Why is privacy important, Rockstar? 
privacy well we talked at the panel on that one and it's important not only for what we said about like security versus convenience right yeah uh we it, it is important for structuring your uh daily interactions in such a way that they are sustainable and as a developer to me that's so intuitive and i think it's intuitive to all of good developers is like when you're building a system if you're making everything public you just have a crazy mess where everything holds everything nothing is structured everything is mixed is is just not a good system and uh you also look at the fact that the, yeah more wealth you have the the better privacy you have in your life you're just not forced to disclose information that you otherwise need to disclose. I mean, here in the U.S. is getting to crazy levels where like, you you apply for a job, you need to do background checks, social security, just, just to apply for a job. Uh, well, that doesn't apply to people that are in position of power. So, yeah, to me, it, it is a prerequisite because otherwise, if you are not able to build a system where privacy is respected and afforded to everyone it will just be like a terrible system to live in it's yeah it's also like another process comes to mind i don't know matt have you ever coded but you know how when you're developing application you are like debugging application so you have access to all the internals of the app but once app is done and you need to release it, you compile it and, you know, just make it into a package right. that now you can't probe the internals of it. Like, And you know, okay, have you built a good app? Have you built a good system? It works. You don't need to poke into every single right. line. You just like let it run and it does what it was supposed to. If, <laughs> if you have created a shitty app, that's where you need to like go, okay, now I'm going to attach debugger now I'm going to ship application with all debugging information. So now my executable is bloated. My system is bloated. Like it's logging a bunch of stuff. It's slow. It takes so much more time. And that's what I'm seeing really with, with these systems is like government essentially issues some kind of regulation. And it's a regulation to ship executable with more debugging information. You know, okay, now everyone at the airport will need to take your shoes off. Yeah, scan your face. Yeah, like, and and it's like, okay, let's let's do it, but let's figure out a better way. Let's eliminate the bugs in the code. It's like, no, 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 no. You know, more logging, more debugging. So like, get a better programmer, or yeah. So well, I mean, we had. Um... I always go back. I always go back to Eric Hughes, the Cypherpunk Manifesto. Yep, nineteen ninety three. Yep, privacy is not secrecy. It's the ability to selectively reveal yourself to the world, to choose what you want to be public, with proper consent for it. And when I think about no privacy, no freedom, if you don't have privacy, then individuals, entities can control you by using information against you that you didn't want available to them. Um, so that's why freedom requires privacy and 
the reason I take the next step is mostly for the pure so-called number go up Bitcoiners, which is you that wealth requires freedom because if you don't have freedom, it's not your wealth. It can just be taken away from you. Um, so you put two and two together. If you don't have privacy, you can never be wealthy. Yeah. Well, if, if you don't have privacy, what happens is the system becomes stale. Like those that are already wealthy are in much better position to stay wealthy. It's, it, and, it's a system that leads into like decadence. It leads to stagnation because, uh, yeah, I mean, you look at, at the world today, it is going in direction of uh, public by default. And you see that it's just producing so much noise, so much unnecessary information that's not well-structured and that doesn't allow you to really as you say like i have that saying you should control information information shouldn't control you and it is getting to the point where people are just overwhelmed with information it's it's a form of madness information overload and it it should be obvious to everyone in society that we just like can't keep going on like this in a sense that you can't keep triggering people through like mass media that is now, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like. Well, you, I mean, it could go on for a little bit longer, but at well, some point it's all gonna, my optimistic take has always been that everyone just gets burned so hard that we go back to the basics and people realize the need. Yeah, what, also like I, I come from the different culture where it was much, much more enforced in a sense that you shouldn't you should you shouldn't like publicly disclose like stuff that's awkward or you know shameful about you and all that so it is more towards private part privacy you know uh, minded uh, setup but what i've also learned is that you do need to let people make mistakes and fail in a sense what you're saying maybe like burn themselves Sorry, I think that uh, what will happen for most people here is just like they will get better at filtering information. Like if you want to live a normal life, hey, you will just get better at filtering information and news. You're going to find better sources. Well, yeah. You will like structure your uh, life in such a way that you have higher level of privacy and that you're able to that allows you to live richer life, that allows you to live life where you're not controlled by information outside. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is, is for the last few decades or many decades, we've slowly as a society, particularly in the developed world in America uh, and elsewhere, we seem to have been groomed as a society to be less and less responsible for our own actions. Uh, there's someone holding your hand. There's someone telling you what you cannot do. There's, you know, so-called safety nets. There's all this stuff that that takes away the individual's personal responsibility. And getting back to that state is 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 not going to be an easy process. But ultimately, tools like Bitcoin, tools in the greater open source movement, they require a a 
a radical personal responsibility. And for people, that's a massive like paradigm shift, right? Yeah. And it comes with failures. It comes with failures. It comes with getting burned. It comes with learning hard lessons. Yes, it does. But it's it's a path we should go down because you're living in a nanny state. Look at that comment. It, Comments are lit right now. Yeah. <laughs> also reading Braj with like people in Epstein's book seem to have pretty good privacy. To yeah, because they're wealthy. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, the wealthy have privacy, and that doesn't mean that you not, might not see them. You might see them on the cover of Vogue, but they're selectively revealing themselves. Very selectively, like yeah. creating a narrative. They don't have secrecy. A lot of them don't have secrecy. Some of them do, um, but they have privacy. And when I look at the way like Bitcoin is unfolding, like there's no doubt in my mind that the wealthy will have privacy. Yeah. Um, what um, I'm concerned about is the other 95%. Yeah, more like 99%. Yeah, yeah I am concerned about the same thing. My, my work in, in Bitcoin ecosystem is the way, you know, table is set right now. We are going to towards cyberpunk. It is like high technology, low quality of living where, you know, you have a small percentage of population that managed to elevate themselves to that point where it's just some segments of population will never catch up it, it and you know i like high technology but i don't like uh, low quality of living for majority of population because it's it's just yeah yeah so when we look at yeah. how to solve that or how to mitigate that or how to prevent that outcome from happening it is Basically, it's the Bitcoin and open source movement. It's it's empowering individuals uh, using freedom tech. Yes, and that's where we now need to you know stake our claim and you know draw a line in the sand and then fight for it. Like you know this this whole OFAC nonsense comes to Bitcoin. Like okay, let's let's figure out how to fight back. Uh, otherwise. Even for those that, that would be like fighting us, it's a worse future for most of them. Maybe there is, you know, someone on that other side of the fence that will be better off, that will profit individually. But for majority of them that are against us, like it's it's also worse outcome. Like why why would you want to live in, in that kind of future? So So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think one of the reasons, you know, I, I do this podcast and I do a lot of the other things I do in this space is because I, I think the first and foremost reason is that people just aren't aware of a lot of this shit. They're just in this little ignorant bliss mode um, where they're not even thinking about it, right? Or they're aware of it and are finding a way to, like, what's the... What's the best way to fight? In a sense, that's why I, <laughs> that's why I love you, Matt, because you rally the troops and provide actionable, uh, as you say, actionable discussions. Like how, what's what's the next step? Like your guides on how do you flash your phone uh, with custom ROMs for Android? How do you do this? Like 
Because when you also look at my own contribution to Bitcoin ecosystem, it's not that I had everything figured out on my own. No, I, I've joined Nicholas. And Nicholas was that leader that said, hey, I have I have a mission. The mission is uh, obsolete BitPay because they published a bunch of lies. Hey, it's easier. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to make you obsolete. And he did. He did. And But for me, like looking at, at my own thing is, is like, it was great that, that I had a clear cause to join and I didn't need to invent my own cause. So I think that's that's what's happening for most people. And I also see it, I also now see it in, in wider like career field. Like I have a lot of younger developers reaching out and, you know, saying, okay, how how to best structure my own contributions in, in next decade, you know, and I am so glad for Bitcoin because it's such a rich ecosystem with so many quality developers and so many quality projects where people can spend really like meaningful time, the days, like they, they, they can have meaningful impact. It's not that you're working for right. baseless corporation on their closed source CRM number 1 million, like 50, you know. It's an extremely vibrant impactful developer community yeah it's a it's it's fun being part of this movement and and then thanks to like i'm telling you diversity within the community like anything that you're not specializing for hey there is someone that is and you can follow their lead like i i make a joke to like all the new podcasts that are starting is like why are you doing that that's just you know, shill Matt's podcast and uh, the rest of us going to rally under the banner. We're going to do like small episodes, but that's also what's, what's good. Like, okay, try to fork and, you know, if your fork is better, like, okay, let's go. I mean, it's good that I, I think uh, uh, the Bitcoin content landscape right now is as vibrant as it's ever been. It's robust. It's vibrant. There's too much. There's so much content out there. You can't consume it all. Uh, but that's good. People have options. It's not. Uh... Yeah, I mean that's the natural process of replication. That's how it happens. What was one? But if you look back, even like four years ago, on on both the developer side and on the on the content side, the growth has just been tremendous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just hope it it continues and. Uh... Rico says, yeah, we're in silent war. We have been losing since internet was created. But I don't know. I uh I wanted to talk about that because, you know, we we quoted we quoted the Cypherpunk Manifesto. Um it's written in nineteen ninety three. Yep. Um so nineteen years ago. Like perfectly encapsulates everything we're dealing with. Uh, and what the mission forward should be. I mean, it's like the most prescient piece of fucking text ever. And uh, I I mean, and so that came out of the crypto wars of the 90s. Do you think, are there, you know, what is the differences between then and now? I mean, you're an old timer. Yes, I so am. Yeah. Have we, have we, outperformed in the last 19 years like are we in a much better place than than like i don't know like 1993 rockstar would consider 
where we could be in the future? Like, are we in a, are we doing better than expected, worse than expected? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good question because when when I read yeah Cypherpunk's manifesto and when I read old you know like old the uh, contributions from Cypherpunks of old, it is amazing that they had that type of foresight on what is coming up and it's like clearly described like why it is important that we you know fight this fight of decentralization it's really uh, super inspiring because um yeah it's like the prediction is is amazing so as to like what is it better is it not i don't know i I miss like BBS. Are we doing good? Yeah, like I think we are. I mean, I do miss <laughs> B, you know, BBS. I I miss, uh, you know, Earth chats. I miss those. Like, but I don't know. We. Why yeah, do you miss them? I I miss them because th there is not so much gamification, and there is no not, not you know like so much central control. Because, yeah, we can dislike Twitter as much as we want, but that's the place you go to, you know, discover uh, so that right. your content gets discovered and it's a gamified system. And it's like a pretty evil, yeah, but, evil platform, right? Yeah, it is. Like and, surveillance and manipulation, censorship. But through all of it, there are some beautiful things happening. It's just, okay, like we... we we you know moved forward a little bit. We moved backwards, but I I think we we are advancing now. What's important is, yeah, you have like TikTok. That 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 one will be amazing uh, battle, is because you will now have a social media giant that's outside of U.S. and first one. Yeah, really, first one. When when you think about it, except maybe Telegram. Well, yeah, Telegram is a good one, but still, Telegram is controlled by someone who is not in Russia, right? So the, right. the guy needed to... <laughs> but he's not American. He's not American, but he needed to like leave Russia because his V contact got uh, owned by government. Yeah, right? he had like the Russian Facebook and like the government took it from him. Yeah, basically. Uh, but I, uh, Durov, I I'm one of my favorite tinfoil theories is uh it's a russian operation and that was just the the setup oh so that you like don't... him and putin had a deal or whatever and it's like okay just leave the yeah and stay our agent well maybe i, I don't know what i'm you... really torn on it because like uh on the surface i love to rob i think i mean telegram i wish was encrypted by default um but I think it's a very powerful platform. And I think he's done a lot of good things for users, um, like very user-friendly policies. But uh, there's also like a good chance that he's a... Uh, how, how about he's we He's a get... honeypot for either the US or Russia. Yeah, but how, how about we get him on Citadel Dispatch and you can ask him like... Yeah, Durov, you... if you're listening right yeah. now, the invite's open. Hey, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna like send the message for you matt so we will see yeah but then telegram okay and uh, tiktok 
I'm just, to me, it's also like quite obvious that it's already used as a weapon in a sense like TikTok. Yeah, Rico in the comments uh, is mentioning Element, uh, which uses Matrix protocol. Um, it's saying it's super encrypted. It is encrypted. We actually have a Matrix chat for Scylla Dispatch. If you look on the screen, that's the other chat that's being shown. Uh, you can get to that by going to SillaDispatch.com and clip it, clicking uh, Citadel.chat. Um, we have over a thousand, a thousand ride or die freaks in there. And, uh, the conversation is always going, it's always great conversation, uh, even when, uh, the show is not live. Um, but yeah, TikTok, I mean, is, uh, and it's, it's frightening how, you know, well oiled that machine is on the TikTok side. Yeah. We talked here. Really good surveillance, really good manipulation on that front really addicting super addicting al yeah mentioned about like the, the evolution whole, of whole capturing video and mic so that they can get your emotions of when watching like did you really laugh at the video like yeah they like watch your facial reactions and listen to your microphone while you're while you're watching videos so they can optimize the algorithm yeah so they can harvest that yeah but if, the social media thing really scares the shit out of me and like I know I have I know I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because of my Twitter usage, but Twitter is my only social media. Um when and I, I try and keep it Bitcoin focused. I um I would so much. but Twitter's an addiction and I should not be using it. Uh that, but I, we would have never met. Yeah, that's that's the point. Because yeah. like I'm telling you, I go there back is, and forth on it. If there is Odell TikTok, I'm subscribing to that one, definitely. Like never that, TikTok. <laughs> never TikTok. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I, I Marty yeah, wanted to make a fucking TikTok for RHR, and I was, I was like livid. It was actually on air when I found out everyone can go watch the <laughs> clip. It's in the archives. Um, oh, I don't okay. even. I was against even having an Instagram. Fuck that shit. And then the argument is always like, oh, uh, you can reach more people. Yes, that's the paradox of privacy like, that we spoke. It's like. If you want to spread the best practices about privacy, you need to be public. But someone else can, so you know, I've already done enough on that front. Someone else can be the TikTok BTC sessions or whatever. Like a TikTok Odell. TikTok sessions. <laughs> um, okay. Can't wait for, for outcome. I like reluctantly place. added the YouTube because the freaks like using the YouTube. So. Convenience. Yeah. But TikTok Odell. Yeah. Well, It'd be hilarious if, if there was, I mean, I don't know because I'm not a TikTok, so there might already be one, but if there was like a TikTok influencer that just like constantly just tells you to not use TikTok. There we go. But uh, we're getting derailed a little bit. The social media stuff really scares the shit out of me. Uh, particularly, uh, you know, I want to have a family, like raising kids in this environment uh, is tricky. Um, and I wonder like the kind of damage that's going to happen to the majority of our youth, not my children, but the majority of the youth, uh, due to the influences of, of all the social media shit. Yeah. I mean, we actually spoke about it on workshop yesterday is because that's exactly where the battle is. Okay. You know, like information is destroying your own life and, uh, uh, keeping you occupied every day with like this shit, that shit. Uh, okay. You can, you can battle, you know, I'm, I'm 
you hate yourself the most anyways. But what about people that are near and dear to you? You don't want them to go through the same thing. It's like, Right. You you don't want to live in a setup where your family, the information from outside is stronger than the information inside. Like, like what? So you know what I did that was really good hack. What? Signal group chats. Yeah. For family. Yep. And a lot of friends. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of friends on that too. Yeah, but that's exactly what it's all about. It's, it's like it's a good balance. I, I tell them, I like, I know they want to share baby pictures. I know they yeah. want to share all these different photos and stuff. I'm like, do not post them on Facebook. Yeah, you can spam us in the Signal chat. Yeah, exactly. Like, but that's that's practical application of what we are talking about. Is like you you get everyone from, from Viber or. Stuff like that. Okay, get get them onto Signal. Create do groups for them. People still use Viber. Yeah, they do, man. They do. It's it's just like convenience. Blast in the past on that one. Viber is like the walkie-talkie one. Right? <laughs> no, I mean it's it's primarily the voice messages, right? Yeah, like it's it's still messages like, yeah. like but it's what people use. Is it, listen, even that one is okay. At least like it's not Facebook Messenger. Like you, you you tell people like get out of you know that shit. And you help them. That's practical application where you say, okay, I set up a group for, for you. There is auto-deleting messages. Okay, let's go with baby pictures. But thank, that baby when, grow, when grows up, like, will be so thankful that, okay, grandma has the picture, but it's not like... <laughs> not like millions of servers. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, imagine that. We're like, you, you go to your... Uh, to school like your fifth or sixth grade and you know like everyone has a pictures of you being like or your baby it's it's just crazy it's like that right. that's your information that that's piece of you like it shouldn't be under control of everyone so so yeah if you yeah you brought up a good point because if there's if there's someone out there listening and watching this that's at bitcoin park right now uh, can you bring me a beer? A Pilsner would be great. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, that's... Do you want something, Rockstar? Nah, I'm, I'm good. But Rockstar's good. See, see how you're using the convenience, man. Like I'm <laughs> blasting the information <laughs> worldwide just for a beer. Yeah. It seemed like an interesting opportunity. I didn't know what to do. Yeah, it is. It that's It's pretty cool because when we go live, usually people have it on the TVs in the park, so... Hey, that's that's exactly illustrating our point. But that's, what were, I cut you off. What were we talking? No, about? no, no. I'm, I was talking exactly about this, and we are now. <laughs> no, we are getting into signal groups, and we're getting into right, nibs. Signal groups, and we're getting into nibs. And there is a beer. Look at that. Thank you, sir. Okay, that was a really quick turnaround. Appreciate you. And now, now that's actually yeah, recorded forever. <laughs> So whoever wants to listen about names and code. Uh, 10,000 10, sats to the freak who uh, figures out how much time that took between the the request and the delivery. Yeah, this is definitely illustrating our points, but ready to go into names? Sure. So as I talked on the panel, for me, uh, everyone is talking about privacy as, as that trade-off security convenience it is about robustness 
and I have a system where for every identity you come up with, you need to have three nibs. So uh, your your listeners, I guess, freaks, they're, they're good with that. But I always encourage people to at least like start with one nib and test out how that works for them. We have a heavy nim listener base. Yeah, but that's that's how it's supposed to be. I just think that people invest too much time into building reputation like one nim. Like you need to use nims to explore uh things that you really want to explore without any breaks, without any uh you know reservations like hey you know i really want to see how how you know i want to experience something and uh that's where like i'm, I'm really surprised like i think I, I always thought everyone had like a name that's like sexy girl and invested time into it like did you ever matt had that name did what a nib when you were a sexy girl. No, but I, I do have a funny story with that. Uh, that's someone who went to, uh, after I graduated college, okay. uh, someone from that, from my same college, I was currently enrolled to so yeah. my alma mater, uh, got interested in Bitcoin, yeah. saw that I was interested in Bitcoin and like reached out to me to like get my advice on how he should approach his career. Uh, but to get my attention, he DM'd me from his extremely large NIM account, which was like, uh, like classy white girl or something. And he had like there a million go. and a half followers. There we go. Um, and his first message was like, I know this is weird, but I'm a dude. And I go to, I go to <laughs> blah, blah school. And I would love to have a coffee with you. There we go. Like, but yeah, that, but that's actually a big mistake. Like. Oh, he felt so insecure that he will not respond, so he needed to use like his most he was a powerful nib. Yeah, He's but listening, shout out to him. Yeah, but look at that. Uh, that's interesting. But to me, like you need to explore that, and that builds builds uh, your root identity in a sense with knowledge and like better understanding interactions between people. Plus, yeah, if you have a million. 1.5 million followers. I mean, you can start your cosmetics line. Like that's that's an option. He's probably doing that right now. Hey, more power to you. I mean, I I want some royalties though. So I uh, <laughs> reach out to me. Look like at Braj, BRB installing Bob's. Um, I know. I'm obviously like on the NIM scale. That is more difficult going cross gender. Well, right. Like, isn't one of the easy tricks that I've always done with NIMS is you try and keep some, uh, it's easier if there's some similarities. I don't know. It's easier if there's some consistency, like a bedrock of truth that you can kind of go off of. And like, there's no bedrock of truth. If I was going to pretend to be a woman on the internet. Why, why isn't like there is a feminine side you yeah. you should see the the face yeah. he's giving me as he says this yeah that's why it's important to do him in person just he's looking me right in the eye as he says this yeah I mean, stop trying to seduce me on air <laughs> okay if that's how you read it but no there is like feminine side inside of you and if 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 it's not 
that NIM would allow, will allow you to develop it. Yes, James. NIM means uh, pseudonym. So like Brage or Rockstar Dev or James potentially, if that's not your legal name. Yeah. Some people choose like real looking NIMs like John Smith or something like that. Um, and others choose um, Rockstar. Rockstar Dev yeah. with a zero. Yeah. Well, just Rockstar Dev wasn't available. There is the whole GTA thing. So, yeah, but that's why people think, oh, you need to make a choice. You you, you don't. Like, create one name with a uh, with name like Rockstar Dev. Create one with John Smith or Matt Hotel. It's a great name, you know. So, uh, go for it and see how it will impact your identity and reputation building. And we actually had that question: if I could do it all over again, would I choose? Like, yeah, what? I asked you that. Would you choose a, a real looking name? And I because like everyone knows you weren't born Rockstar Dev. And yeah, then I brought up that I can actually change name it. Yeah, actually born Rockstar Dev, but <laughs> no, I I wouldn't. I. I, I think you like the 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 flair of 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 picking. Yes, and it allowed me to experience identity that has like a kind of catchy, you know, name. So it allows me to yeah explore being a rock star, right? Becoming one. It is, you know, it's it's really Can you play any instruments? <laughs> well, I'm not that type of a rock star. I'm like party rock star, which is what what was experienced yesterday. You were out pretty late last night. Yeah, yeah. I uh I yeah. I, I need to get <laughs> Rod in here to to share some of the details. But to me, yeah, it definitely developed the rock star persona inside of me and i mean you even witnessed some media in that direction that we were talking about it's like yeah pics and videos that i didn't even know were took but uh it's like you can be whatever you like that's the thing and uh you just need to commit to it stick with it and you know if it's not working out okay move on if it's working out you can keep doubling down until you get to the point where it's obvious that information is controlling you way more than you're controlling information and then it's time for funeral and you move on so i have a question for you um a week ago or something like that i don't even know how to keep track of time anymore um it all kind of just blends together uh coindesk released an article about the shitcoin devs these solana devs uh, there's two brothers that basically operated like 14 NIMs or something like that. And we're running, you know, like a massive amount of the volume of, of Solana was just these two brothers pretending to be like 14 <laughs> projects. Yeah. And they doxed, they doxed the brothers in the article. And they had the brothers, I guess, felt guilty at one point and they wrote like a draft post doxing themselves but they never published it and then it got leaked to coindesk and coindesk docs them and 
I posted something yeah, which I stand so. behind about about doxing is is not okay. You can't dox people. Um if if you if you believe there's fraud, you can deal with a fraud case separately. Um, but you shouldn't dox people. What is you what is your thoughts on on that situation? Yeah, you approached that problem from the perspective of like it's not okay or moral to to control someone else's information on you know on their behalf is basically that that's your that's the lens through which you are looking at the problem but it is a situation where things are already at the point where you can't have a and when we say docs to the freaks that are confused we mean they release their real their legal names they're publicly. like root identities yeah and yeah, the, the the point is that situation is already uh, at state where there can't be a reasonable or quality outcome, and it it more the problem is earlier than that. The problem is Solana that you know they need to have this fake traffic. Right. If you can have a, if you can have a metric faked, then no one should follow that metric anyway. If a metric can be gamed, you assume it's gamed. Um, yeah, so and they, then I would also say on, but on the other end, there is, it's definitely valid that, you know, those guys should assume that people are going to try and dox them and make it as, yeah. So it's, it's just a shitty situation out of which you cannot, uh, draw out quality conclusions. It's, it's just yeah. like, once you're at that point is like, okay, like Coindesk is doing it for clicks yeah 100 uh, for clicks these people like okay it's already you you don't have unified outcome you just have everyone scrambling for themselves and covering their asses so what you need to do in situations like that is like start looking back in order to draw out like quality conclusions like don't once yeah <laughs> once you're already knee, di knee di deep in shit like you're not getting out of that situation like clean so so yeah, should Coindesk dox them or not? Like, I mean, they could have released the whole article, everything they wrote, because the big argument they made was, you know, protecting the public. You could release a whole article without putting their legal names in it. You could, but hey, judgment called. They were like, mm -hmm. oh, we they did bad to other people, so we are justified in, we want to hurt them. And you're like, well, did you really need to do it? Like, yes, I did. Okay. What can I tell you? The really the important thing is don't get into a situation to the point where it like you are not controlling information. Like, okay, right. Ultimately, it was the brothers. It's uh, hey, what responsibility your, to it, it is protect like, that information. It is, and it's like okay, uh. We, we can talk about uh, standards or how it should be approached, but hey, you need to control your information. Otherwise, you're leaving it up to other people to control it and, and arrange it in such a way that benefits them, which is what you're talking about. Is like, and you're also talking about like what's more important. is like It's not only your information, but the information of your family and people near and dear to you. Like, the, the reason why you set up Signal Group for your, you know, people that are close to you is like, okay, I could, Facebook can't have this information. Yeah. So. 
and it gets really challenging, right? Because you're, you're relying, like, if you have a circle, you're relying on the people in your circle to make good practice, good choices as well. Yep. Exactly. And it would, Rico is now also saying like doxing is putting someone's life on the line. If if you are really in those situations, it's like, hey, you need to have multiple layers of identities so that uh, you just do not allow for those outcomes. You can have a kill switch. So, you know. You remember in the Wall Street Journal, like doxed where the guy who created CoinMarketCap lived? No. I missed that one. It was pretty fucked up. It was like four years ago or something like that. Well. Three years ago. He sold it to Binance since then. Well, if if you're that guy, it's like, well, I guess I'm moving. They literally took a picture of the building he lived in in New York and put it in the paper. That's, yeah. That's like, okay, I guess I'm moving because. They were like, this man did a half a billion dollars of revenue last year or whatever. And here's where he lives. Like, that was like the article. It was fucking insane. But that's exactly where we have like privacy is necessary for open society in digital age. Eric Hughes again. Yeah. 1993. 1993. It's, it's like, yeah, it, it is because otherwise you will have situations like that where it's just nonsense. Like you have all this media that has uh, amazing amount of power and can blast amazing amounts of information in the direction of you know, various people, like, if you do not have privacy, how do you even structure your life in such a way that, you know, you can survive those blasts? Right. Like, and to me, like, I referenced it, the workshop, like, last seven years, well, seven years here in the U.S., where you had mass me uh, media, like, mainstream media, a blast crazy types of information in the direction of people like expressing their own frustrations and as a result like teared so many families apart on like trivial issues really when, when you scratch the surface and it's like oh it's not trivial like yes it is from perspective of that family right it's like they were living their life and you just like took this crazy information just like blasted it in their direction like separating them and then it's really getting to the point where it's everyday's decisions. It's like, honey, we should buy Alexa. It's like, no, 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 like we can't. Like, no, 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 we, we need to buy Alexa. And you suddenly have a conversation that needs to. Did your lady bought Alexa? Well. Are you, is you're speaking figuratively? I'm speaking completely figuratively. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's also the point. It's like, Fucking Alexa's, man. It's. It's then 30-minute conversation that you need to have. You Alexa, need to turn off the lights. No, my favorite one is with Alexa is is when you go to, like I had, I had this situation like in one household where like child started crying, like was upset, didn't get candy. And it was like Alexa was like, hey, how can I help? <laughs> you know, like, do you need, do you need 911? It's like, what's going on? It's like, okay, now you need to explain to Alexa, like, what is happening. So it's just amazing that we're in a world where, like, people just install wiretaps in their house for convenience. I, Literally an always on listening device that pipes right into a surveillance company servers. Hey, it's, it's a more interesting world. But the whole point is, like, now. Now you have another point through which you need you need to feed information. 
Like now you need to explain to your Alexa like why why there was a kid crying. When government that's going in the file. Yeah, that's going in the file. I know like government needs to process it. Like why the really bad one recently is because like look, if people want to just put if people want to put wiretaps in their house, um I'm not gonna go into their house. So uh, good it doesn't it doesn't affect me as much. Uh but the ring cameras that people are putting the Amazon surveillance cameras on their front door. So convenient. And you're walking down the street and you walk past like 10 of them on your like morning walk or something. Yeah, you're captured. Is is so fucked. And they spread so quickly. They're everywhere. And they gave, they gave, there was 11 times this year, it just came out 11 times this year, they gave footage to police without warrants because... You're not protected by the Fourth Amendment because Amazon has possession of the video. It's not your video. It's Amazon's. So it's not warrantless search and seizure. Well, that's where we need to improve free open source uh, software and provide a stack where people are hosting. You know, like, okay, I'm hosting my own videos. I'm in control. So it is protected under Fourth. But it's funny because that's how all the video cameras used to work. Yeah. They used to have like... Uh, a server on on premise that that would hold all the video um and and that's what we have at the park yeah but we've come full circle it's like it's more convenient and if you see like even people like to say got dogs by casa today oh did you see the casa dogs yeah it's and it's terrible because okay it's like technically addresses hey it's it's how it is, and you have all these regulations that that are like, oh, you, you should. Like in their case, was it even like were they required to to send that, or they were just it was it, as a it part was of the it was their store where they sold like hardware wallets and Faraday Faraday bags and stuff. So it wasn't all of their users; it was anyone who bought items on their store, um, and they used a third part third party payment processor. Uh, and as a result, that third-party payment processor uh, got compromised. Well, that's that's how it goes. I. What was the list? The list is crazy. Names, emails, phone numbers, shipping and billing addresses, and products ordered. That's why we were talking about privacy and creating systems where all that information, okay, uh, and again, Cypherpunk's manifesto where it's like if I if I want to buy a magazine, I will give you a you know, cash and give me back magazine. Like you don't need to know everything about my history to like complete this transaction. And once transaction is completed, like that piece of information needs to okay, it's like one month and delete it. Because if we do not really come together and build systems like that, it's, it will be chaos. It's it's a society in which, like, yeah, you don't want to live <laughs> because what you're mentioning with ring cameras, it is funny. Like someone gets access to all those videos, like in real time, which is quite possible, and you can identify exactly. Hey, this person is here. This person is there. Yeah. So I mean, there was like this. There was, uh, I think, a book was written with the title, and then it became almost like a a very common saying or meme, which is, you know, data is the new oil uh, because all these different companies basically monetize data. This it was like the, this new web business model, which was surveil your users, um, 
get as collect as much data on them as possible and then use that data to monetize the users and manipulate them to increase their revenue even more um but the way i've always looked at data is that it's this massive liability and we have raj saying that in the comments um where it's it's the opposite of oil oil is a profitable thing that you have um to me, data is almost toxic as a company. You want to have as little data as possible on your users because it makes um, it makes it more secure for everybody, and it reduces your own legal liability in that situation or moral liability. And I wonder if we will see a pivot there. If we will see a situation where, because we already see it in the, we see it a lot in the Bitcoin ecosystem where projects try and limit the amount of data they have on their users intentionally um you don't really see it as much in the wider world but to sometimes you see it yeah like signal i think signal would be a good example right signal has tries to hold as little data as possible on their users yeah and it's it's really about understanding how much information you can control because information wants to be free. And if you, you try to keep information contained in such a way to like facilitate a robust system, but if you throw too much information at the system and get to the point where information can be processed, like that's where all the problems are happening. And I am glad that there is yeah that movement the realization of like we actually don't want to hold like users information which is also the decision in btc pay server project it's like you saw a privacy policy of uh, btc pay server was it just doria's uh, face <laughs> yeah kind that's like yeah <laughs> that's like the 404 right or whatever yeah it's 404 but privacy policy is like we don't collect that information by like that, that, that's the privacy <laughs> yeah, policy I have seen that so that's and the thing is also is that's beautiful it is but that's as a developer you want to contribute to like system like that you don't want right. to be contributing to a system where like okay this is my weekly meeting with lawyers let's go over well, so update you, you must feel a battle there because you contribute to both oh i yeah i you have a strike in btc pay i yeah i Let's not even get into the subject, like how, how much more time we have, or it will be like four hour episode. But my point there before. is what <laughs> I said, we've done it before. Uh, yeah. But my point there is this is also where our discussion about names is, is so important is because, hey, that root identity of yours that you like, okay, you, you, you don't, you don't want to change it. Like, okay, you don't want to change name. You can change address, but okay, you don't want to change name. Hey, don't use that identity for anything. Like just, just take uh, at least an effort to come up with different first name, last name, if you're still ordering to that mailing address. And then you will at least have that level of disconnect. Like, okay, it's it's not tied to uh your other information it won't be as easy to die or uh, can get traveling mailbox like get, get those forwarding services especially if you're ordering something that's related to you know in this case like money bitcoin because if you don't 
yeah it, it it is a it is a problem that's that's festering and then also companies in this space like that are like companies in bitcoin space like okay let's let's make an effort to go towards a deletion of data like did you really need to have that data on the service for like, a year right say let's that's what we see i mean nvk does that with CoinKite. yeah um, amazing they do auto deletes i think 90 days perfect let's let's start pounding the point where is it hey i mean we've seen so many data leaks especially recently um i mean swan got hit this week as well um it was the second time swan has gotten hit in a couple months i think um unchained had been hit previously a lot of the crypto services blockfi got hit really hard yeah so um that's what I'm telling you, Matt, is that... And one of the reoccurring things that you see is, is not only... Okay, so reduce the information you collect, reduce the amount of time you hold it for to the bare minimum. Sometimes regulations and stuff require you to hold things. Um, but then the third thing is reduce your reliance on trusted third parties as an organization. So like everyone in Bitcoin pretty much coalesces around you know Nick Zabo and, and trusted, trusted third parties or security holes. Um, but there's, there's like a disconnect there as soon as you get to the company, because then the companies all are using their own trusted third party. So not only are you trusting the company, but then you're trusting, it's like a Russian doll thing. It's like, yeah. you're trusting, there's trusted third parties all the way fucking down. Yeah. Because regulation requires it. There are companies yeah. that specialize. But there's in, some, yeah, there's license. some, there's some businesses where it doesn't. So like ledgers, third party marketing email service whatever got compromised and that's how the a million ledger users got doxxed yeah uh there was no regulation that required them to use that trusted third party nvk does all of his marketing in-house right it was just treated with a lack of regard it, it is what is happening in wider society because what that convenience factor you're mentioning it's like it allows you to get ahead you're using that service and now you don't need to actually spend time building a robust service. But it's all trade-off. It's like cost-benefit. But it goes back to what we were talking about, NIMS. It's like, would it be great that others treat your information and you know your identity with respect? Like, yes, it is. But at the end of the day, it's like it's it's up to you. And it's positioning yourself uh, and putting yourself in situation where okay something happens it's not catastrophic loss it's basically yeah what can you do so right that's like i'm telling you this this whole thing also with rockstar uh, i i don't need to die tomorrow but my identity and, and my you know the way that i structure interactions with the world like it will be much better if i die tomorrow than in like two years what do you aim to get out of ending this NIM? Uh, control of information. Like Rockstar Persona is already at the point where so much stuff is happening that's you know beyond my control, and it's not obvious because it didn't bubble up to the level of you know public discourse. But you know, like DMs that I'm getting, like uh, pictures of me, that type of stuff is it's just like. Time for a fresh start. It is time for a fresh start. And 
it's 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 also like uh, I'm telling you, it's it's good to have those closures uh, because rockstar persona takes a lot of time. I mean, you know, like preparing this funeral. Like, I mean, obviously, there's yeah. a trade-off here, right? That if you had just if you just stopped interacting with the world from the rockstar identity and cycled to a new identity and didn't, you know host a funeral at uh, publicly and talk about it publicly, it would have been an easy, it'd, it'd be easier to do it. Right. Like you're definitely. Yes, but it. So what do you aim to achieve by making it a public thing? Inspire others, yeah. like give a blueprint, get people thinking about, Hey, you know, can do the same. Like experience it as well. I mean, I, yeah, you could like have just like <laughs> I could just stop responding to your messages and like what happened, right? Yeah. But it's it's nice to have this kind of closure, right? With with you joining tomorrow and like Livera and Zuko and see there there is a reason why funerals exist. So to me it's it's also yeah it's, it's that closure and it's it is okay there there is a selfish component as well like me experiencing that so when time comes for my root identity i will be better prepared right i well when you actually die well yeah like well you my root identity when when it dies yeah it will be better prepared I feel like you should, we should like lock you in a closet or something while we're doing the funeral because like people shouldn't be able to observe their own funeral. Seems like it's unfair. Huh. Why? We, like we have this, see this producer's closet here? It's completely soundproof. Like not only can you not hear anything outside, but like no one would even hear you scream in there. So. So you got to lock me up there with a Lock phone. you in there, do the funeral. And oh, and you can come out as a new, a new identity, and I mean, you didn't know who Rockstar was because you were just born tomorrow, so like you didn't miss anything. You just fucking died. So I'm not like even listening to the funeral as it's. Oh happening. no, you can never listen to it. No one's ever able to listen to their own funeral. Now this is now all you wanting to be in control, <laughs> or, or, or eulogy like absolutely sucks, so you don't want me to hear it. <laughs> Well, usually you don't have the pressure of the person who's dying getting hearing the eulogy, right? Yeah. Well, sorry, Matt. You got to do this for me. And well, <laughs> I could you could just roast him. Rico is saying, oh, "Well, that's why Zuko is there. Like, if anyone can roast other people, it's him." It is nice that that it's it's probably it's usually not couth to roast someone at their funeral, but um, no, you should absolutely they're, they're roast them. Then it is. That that's exactly what it's all about. Is like you should do as much a remembrance of crazy moment as you can. Like you, you and I, like those moments that you remember. Like okay, yeah, you will talk about them. Uh, then with Zuko, oh fuck, with Zuko, actually, I'm not sure he can share some of the moments, like some of the best moments, because yeah, they were tricky. But Livera, oh, same thing. But Levera's gonna sing. Yeah, he will. I mean, you you heard it today. Like it's pretty good, right? <laughs> Why are you laughing? It, it was pretty. It was, good. It, was, it was it was pretty good. Yes. And you know, like look at the fact that 
you're like, oh, you're doing this funeral, funeral. Like, what's the point? Now with Levera, listeners of of Dispatch can know that he will sing American funeral, uh, American funeral, American anthem. So imagine the gift to the world. Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, like uh, how how Levera said it. He's like, you know, we don't like do that at funerals, right? Why not? Is that like the stereotypical American funeral? Is that what you it think? Should, yeah, it should be. Yeah, be as immigrant like. <laughs> I think that. some of them they do, but hey, I, <laughs> I want the. I like. Yeah, I will be like, even press F to pay respect. That will be the the whole deal. But no, with Livera, he said it well. Like, so he's uh, yeah, whatever. That bold, shiny head singing. Oh my god. <laughs> See, like it's already becoming a meme. You just like blindly read. You just like blindly read the comment. Hey, I needed to read this comment. It's not boldy, sh- bold, shiny head. It's absolutely polished podcast. <laughs> like we love the yeah, Aussies. We love Levera. So grateful for that. Yeah, it'd be a good time. I mean, we have we had a lot of people come in just for it, which is cool. It is, and again. If it inspires, we have two people in the studio who came in just for it. Yeah, they're like and they sat in for the conversation, live, live listening. But if it inspires at least one more funeral, like I would be, I would be happy. And uh, then we can start iterating on names. And Gigi also tweeted, "Well, like one dies, twenty-one rise." You know, when a rock star is dead and there is like a need to contribute more in the space. Like some other developers are going to step up. I know it. So need to free up the space. Are you ever going to come on dispatch again on your new identity? Well, I don't know. Let's first get you Durov, right? And then <laughs> if I come, I'd also need to set up the voice synthesis as well. Are you concerned about the voice? Because your voice is pretty doxed on this identity. Yeah, I. Uh, if I'm ever public on another identity, it will need to be a voice synthesis because like I'm telling you, maybe it's my professional de- de- deformity, uh, but I I love well-structured systems as as like engineer and i i really want to like stop the spillover and i want to wrap up rockstar identity and like okay it's closure because every idiot can start a thing it's hard to like finish a thing so so yeah if if there is a public identity i definitely need to do voice synthesis i'm ready for uh, online podcasts so you like most people saw my setup usual with right. money burning in the background and you have voice synthesis easily but for this like in-person setups I, like, I need to figure something out there should be something you can just like I have this mixer that I'm looking at right here it's got to be something you can do with it well First, yeah, let me die, rest in peace yeah, a little we'll figure bit. Figure it out first. We have to make the funeral happen. We will. It will be amazing tomorrow. And uh, yeah, Rockstar, it's been an honor and a pleasure. This has been a fantastic conversation. Um, well, we didn't spend too much time this time. Yeah, uh, being a how how did you call it last one therapy? 
Last time was a was an Odell therapy session. I appreciated it. <laughs> well, it, I'm in a better place now. Yeah, but now it's actually now I think I need therapy. to give you therapy. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what friends are for, right? We got yeah. as long as we don't both need it at the same time, then we're good. Yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up? I do. I want to say I love you, man. So if you were right, I was hitting on you. And uh, <laughs> the reason why I'm doing it is just like when I'm gone, like keep inspiring people. Like I know it's not easy. I know we're draining you with all the demands and like Matt, like moderate this panel, Matt, organize this open stage, open source stage. But hey, man, who else? if not you. So you should also consider starting uncle program. Like get nephew. See, I have my nephew here in studio. It helps out. So whenever you struggle, Matt, remember this and uh, keep pushing on until you decide to die. I appreciate you, brother. Feeling is mutual. Um, yeah. Heck of a rip. Heck of, you know, shout out to Rockstar, man. It's been a good run. It has. It's both beautiful and horrible to see it ending. Uh, but I'm glad to be a part of it. Old man must die. I remember when you were just a little rock star. Tiny. The little tyke. Uh, arguing, uh, arguing about shitcoin support. <laughs> well, that got me a brother that will carry on in my name as well but it's it's been a true pleasure well thank you my dude um for joining us uh always good having you in town always good kicking it i hope uh whoever you become visits us in nashville very often and uh hope hopefully we we have many good times in the future with whoever the new no, no, no. I, I will always is. be a rock star to you. Um, I want to thank all the freaks who joined us uh, today. Uh, it's been a been a great day. It's gonna. We have some great plans tonight, so it should be a lot of fun. I hope you all have good plans. Spend time with friends and family this weekend. Um, as always, you know, I skipped the intro this for this one because we did a doubleheader. Um, but I really do appreciate all you freaks who join us in the live chat, whether that's on t Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, or Matrix. Um, appreciate you all who subscribe to the show and share with your friends and family. And I especially appreciate you all who continue to support the show, whether that's through Podcasting 2.0 um, or the BTC Pay Server instance at CittleDispatch.com or the pay name. Appreciate it. I really do. Um, usually I read the top four boosts from the previous episode, but the previous rip was with Sid about five hours ago. Um, the amazing thing is there's already more than four freaks who have submitted boostograms. Uh, we have blockchain boog 5,000 sets saying time to go to a meetup. What an inspiration. And then we have Tron Sington. A hundred hundred sats, no message. Boshko, fifty sats, no message. And F Dub Seven, fifty sats, no message. And Slim Shady, fifty sats, no message. Appreciate all you freaks. 
Um, if you haven't listened to the other two pods, uh, dispatches we ripped uh, this week, consider going back and listening to them at your leisure. Uh, I am well aware that I am doing these in kind of a crazy schedule, but the way I look at it is I could hold on to them myself and curate it for you and decide when you get to listen to them, or I could drop them all on you at when they recorded because I love these live shows and you can listen to them or watch them at your leisure, whether that's on Bitcoin TV or telegram or your podcast app. So got to just practice some of that personal responsibility. We like to talk about all the time. Rockstar. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, Matt. Cheers to you. Stay humble. Stack sats freaks. Peace.